Welcome to Fierce and Fabulous in Midlife, a podcast for women who are so ready to say yes to themselves, to redefine midlife, to liberate themselves from social conditioning, and to reclaim their motherfucking power. I'm your host, Star Monroe, expert therapist, coach, mentor to midlife women worldwide. And I've been working with women for over 30 years now, so I kind of know what's going on in your head. I am the founder of the Fabulous Collective, the secret society for midlife women on the rise and doors reopen this August. Check it out and hop onto the VIP waitlist at fiercemidlife.com. You are in amazing hands as I am obsessed with helping women step into and own the fuck out of their power. If you are a midlife woman who knows she is meant for so much more, then you've landed in the right place. Join me each week for powerful wisdom, empowering real talk and secrets from my life-altering methodology, the Star Monroe Method. Here you have all the permission you'll ever need to live your most fierce and fabulous midlife. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome to episode nine. And I'm talking about the four pillars, which are the foundational pieces to my methodology, the Star Monroe Method, which will give you back your power in midlife. Now, if you haven't already listened to the previous two episodes, I'd highly recommend you go back, start there, and then swoop in with me today as I'm talking about pillar number three, which is replacing patterns of self-sabotage with patterns of self-pleasure. Now, pleasure has a connotation. The word pleasure has a connotation. It's like we have weird thoughts or feelings about the word pleasure because it's a word that's been co-opted by our society. And if you put it into Google, then you will find that loads of adverts and websites for female sexuality, female sex toys will come up. And yes, that is part of pleasure. Yet pleasure has so much more depth and breadth to it. And it's Pleasure is something that we have been denied by our society as women. And then also, as a consequence, we've denied ourselves pleasure. We think it's frivolous. We think it's something to do at the end of the day if we've got any time, or it's something that we do once a month or once a quarter. And in fact, the women that are in my world, the women that are thriving, the women that are living their best midlives and feeling fierce and fabulous, may I add, are women that put their pleasure first. Anyway, we'll talk more about that as we go through today. So I'm going to be talking about replacing patterns of self-sabotage with self-pleasure. And it's something that I have done myself and all my clients around me. They're doing it and in the process of doing it. And from our beliefs, which we pick up from our environment, our lineage, our childhood, we will create choices and then actions to support those choices. So whatever we do again and again and again becomes a pattern. Again, you might call it a habit. I call it pattern. And these patterns get grooved into our psyche. I always remember a book. Now, let's see if I can remember it by Stephen Cope. Um, and he wrote some amazing books on the yoga philosophy. And he gave this a beautiful analogy about how, the patterns that we do over and over again, how it works in our brain. When we do something over and over again, if you imagine a dusty summer field um, and a cart, a horse and cart, goes through it day in, day out, all through the summer. And it, and it goes through the same tracks. And those tracks get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and more grooved into the earth. 
That is literally what happens when we repeat something over and over and over again. These grooves get really deep into our psyche. So we there's a reverence and respect when we're on the path of change and transformation to recognize that our old patterns, the patterns that have we're, we're bringing in to uh, where we are right now, they are the patterns that we will we will revert to again and again as life gets on top of us. So when you're starting to create new patterns in your life, you've got another horse and cart that's going through this field. And the thing is that the track isn't going to be as deep as the old patterns. So this is what I always say to my clients is change. Change ain't for the faint hearted. I'll tell you that right now. Change takes time and change takes work. It really does. I'm not going to fucking sit here and go, oh yeah, it's really easy because we've, we've had enough of that bullshit in our lives. Just do this program and you'll get this. No, life's not like that. <laughs> it's like really understanding that what you've been doing is grooved in. And this is what I see. I see it with my clients. I see it with myself is that when I'm establishing new patterns, if I switch off my awareness or if I get too tired, I get too busy, too stressed or something shiny over there pulls me in that that way, I will revert back to my old pattern. And this is all the, it's all part of change. This is why it's all about the process. It's not about the destination. And it's something that I've been teaching myself over and over again. It's it's, I've got to take my eye off the expectations of what is going to happen because I don't fucking know what's going to happen. I've got no idea. Life is fucking chaotic. Um, I'm chaotic. Life is messy. I'm messy. So all I can do is focus on how I'm showing up right here, right now. Um, and again, another reminder around our brains and our, our brains and our bodies will, they love they literally love the path of least resistance. So the least work our brain has to do, it, it, that's what it will choose. It's like, well, fuck that. Why am I having to do more work over here? So again, this is why change. I, I honestly believe people, you need to know more about what change is because when you have all this information, then it gives you a more informed decision and a more, a more informed way about moving through change. Um, and yeah, there'll always be stumbling blocks. So this is why when you're looking to change your identity, looking to change your behaviors, looking to change your mindset, it's, it's going to be a long-term project. Uh, let's call it Project You. Underline that, highlight it. And why not? Why not have this project with you? Why not commit your life to yourself? Because you're with yourself all the fucking time. So you might as well get to know you, uh, really get back into control of the driving seat, you know, put yourself back in the driving seat of your life and like who you are. So it's like, I can't think of anything better to do. So if we have a look at self-sabotage patterns, and if I use me as an example, they will always give us something. They will always give us something. There will be wisdom in there. So when I was an addict uh, and I was doing two grams of Coke every single day and I was drinking every single night, one of the reasons why I was doing it is I was numbing out. I was numbing out. I, I knew I was spiraling out of control. I, I 
didn't feel safe. So as I look back now, probably 15 years, nearly, hang on, I'm trying to think. Yeah, if I look back 15 years ago uh, and look at that version of me, she thought she knew it all. She didn't. She was very scared. She had a lot of defenses around her uh, and she knew she was fucking up, but she also didn't have a good moral code, a good moral compass. She didn't really know what was right and what was wrong. And she was more like, fuck it, let's do it. And in the process of that, and I remember many times feeling this way, what I was doing didn't feel good with my soul, my higher self. And I'm going to be talking about that in the next episode. So to drown out those feelings of discomfort and shame, there was a lot of shame around what I was doing. I just carried on numbing out. Um, And also now when I notice I tend to drink Uh, you know, if I have a drink and I want to have some fun and kick back and relax, that's A-okay. One of my little patterns is when I'm really tired, like really tired, and I've pushed myself way over my limits, I drink. It's a really, it's an old pattern of mine and it still kicks in every now and then. And if you've been listening to the previous episodes, what I do now is look at that really curiously. I'm always aware. I'm always like, oh, I, I did that again. I watch myself that I don't slide down into that spiral of despair by beating myself up, going, oh, you're a fucking loser. Why the fuck you do this? You always do this. And I do catch myself doing it. And then I'm like, okay, you did it. We can't change it. And what we're going to do, we're going to get on with the day. And it's, you know, it's, it's like kind of give myself a little bit of real talk. Okay, let's just get on with it. You did it. No biggie. Let's move on. Let's move on. No one was harmed. You didn't kill anybody. Didn't stab anyone with a rusty fork. It's all good. You just, you were tired and you had a drink. So it's like, I'm learning how to be my own best friend. And in the process of this, what I am learning to do that when I push, well, his, his, it goes back further, is what I'm learning to do is not push myself to my limits. Because when I push myself to my limits, I, I will always revert back to my old patterning of taking care of myself, which doesn't really serve me anymore. Um, so I'm learning not to push myself to my limits. And then also, if I do, just trying to find, well, put myself to freaking bed, just go to bed instead of drinking. <laughs> you know, and it might sound really simple, but these patterns uh, this pattern is is grooved into me. It's not only grooved into my mind, it's grooved into my body as well. So it's just learning to be with myself all the time. So if you've been listening to the previous episodes, can you see how all of these uh, pillars work be- beautifully together? So awareness, radical responsibility, kindness, don't take yourself too seriously, don't beat yourself up too much. And and in the process of that, you're going to start to be able to slowly introduce new patterns, patterns that instead of of kind of moving through life on survival mode, which is what I did for many years, it's you move into more of a place of thrival. I don't know whether I've made that word up, but let's go with it. You know, I'm, I, I want to live more in a high vibe state. Um, again, another word that the spirituality 
world is co-opted, but kind of I want to live in a in a higher vibration. I want to feel good. I want to thrive. So it's slowly what I've realized is as I'm in my 50s, it I've gone through life with these various patternings. And yeah, they haven't really, they don't really support me, but they had a purpose. So it's always honoring these patterns with reverence and respect, as I said, and then kind of understanding that this is going to take time. I want to make changes that last, that stick, that become part of me, that are embodied there. I was looking for a word and it's embodied. And for something to become embodied, there is always a to and fro of going back to the old pattern, into the new pattern, back to the old pattern, into the new pattern, and being with yourself, being kind as you move through this process. Thank you so much for listening. I am honored you are here with me. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And I would love for you to write me a review on Apple Podcasts or share it with someone else who you know would love it too. Stay connected and sign up to my VIP list at fiercemidlife.com. And if you're ready to up-level your midlife, then check out my high-level private mentoring program. You'll find all those deets at fiercemidlife.com too. Until next time, keep channeling your most fierce and fabulous self.